LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Well, thank you for joining me. Stephen Doyle here to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League coming up on this week's edition. Has he got a lot of assists here this season? Hang on a minute. That's yellow cards. What's going on here, Dale? Nine yellow cards already this season. Yeah. uh, Shane and Fran have both been trying to calm me down on the yellow cards. We were in this morning uh, discussing, having a look at heated discussions, um, stuff that had to be said and done, and, and, and we had that as a group of people, a really, really good group. A fewer guests this week, but co-Ramblers midfielder Dale Holland revealed to LOI Matchday how the squad were inspired by an Irish sports legend pre-season. And Bohemian's assistant boss Gary Cronin looks ahead to Derry City after a bad away day at Cork City. If you like, you can subscribe to the podcast, which is out every Thursday, and you can find me on Twitter under the handle at DubSoulRebel. On match day 18 in the Premier Division, two home wins and two away wins and a draw. Bohemians were 2-0 winners at home to Sligo Rovers. Bordek completes the clearance to Akintundi. Akintundi might give it to Coot. Now he cuts inside. And the looping ball out towards Tordek. There's a run by Adam McDonnell in the middle if he sees him. Tordek takes it on. Into the box with Tordek. Comes to Clark. Clark on the spin and scores! James Clark with a super finish. I'm not the sure, Tony, by but that, that could have been a handball, but it's an absolute worldly of a, a finish. brilliant finish into the top left-hand corner. Shamrock Rovers beat Dundalk 2-0 at home with 10 men, while St. Patrick's Athletic kept their winning run going under John Daly by beating UCD 3-1 at the bowl. Cork City started their Great Bank holiday with a 1-0 victory at Drogheda United, while Shelburne ground out a point with a fifth scoreless draw of the season, this one away to Derry City. The Leesiders bagged six from six for the weekend by beating Bohemians in dramatic circumstances on match day 19. This play gets underway, Cork City back on the attack, Balger now swings it in. That Kresic goal securing a 2-1 win in the 88th minute for City, who are out of the relegation zone after four wins on the bounce. They're replaced by Drogheda United, who came out the wrong side of a five-goal thriller at Tolka Park against Shelburne. UCD remained bottom after a 4-1 hammering by Dundalk, who ended a four-match winless run but remained sixth behind Shells. The eye-catching result of the weekend was St. Patrick's Athletic battering Derry City 4-1 at Richmond Park. The Saints leapfrog bows into third place and level on 35 points with Derry City. Four points clear at the top now are Shamrock Rovers, who were 3 0 winners against Sligo Rovers at the showgrounds. LOI Match Day on Off the Ball. Coming up on match day 20 in the Premier Division, it has yet to be confirmed, but Cork City are expected to see out the season with sporting director and pro licence holder Liam Buckley steering the first team with assistant manager Richie Holland and head of academy Liam Kearney. They could climb as high as seventh with a home win against Dundalk. In the previous two clashes between these old rivals this season, the win has gone to the home team. City would also need Sligo Rovers to drop points against Shelburne. Those two meet at Tolga Park. Shamrock Rovers could go further ahead at the top as they meet UCD at Tallis Stadium. 
Now, the last two fixtures are really interesting. As St. Patrick's Athletic go to Weaver's Park, the Saints have scored six goals in their other two meetings with Drogheda United this term. A win for the visitors would see them go second if Derry City dropped points to Bohemians. Incredibly, the Candy Stripes could go as low as fourth place if they lose to the Gypsies, who won on foil side in April. Bo's assistant manager, Gary Cronin, told LOI Matchday on Tuesday the coaching staff expect a reaction from the players after the manner in which they lost on Lee side. They go up to like the Turner's Cross. If you can't win the game, just try your best not to lose it. And, and, and unfortunately, that wasn't the case last night, and we came away with nothing. Wouldn't have been the worst thing in the world. Obviously, we wanted to win the game. Um, wouldn't have been the worst in the world if we came away with a point away from, away from home down at Turner's Cross after picking up three points there at the start of the season. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. And the, the incident after the equaliser, it's something that we were in this morning uh, discussing, having a look at, heated discussions, um, stuff that had to be said and done. And, and, and we had that as a group of people. We've a really, really good group. Uh, our job now is to react to that and uh, react in a, in a really positive way on Friday night against Derry. Since the 1-0 win away to Derry City, the Dublin 7 club lost by the same scoreline to the same opponent at home. Cronin points to the early red card for Grant Horton as a huge factor in the match. That was a difficult one to, to, to really analyse from a, you know, you're saying Derry had a lot of possession and so on, but, you know, you'd expect that, that with them being out to 10 men. But I will say about that game, with us being down to 10 men rather what I will say about that game Stephen is Derry did start that game very well um, they did have a good bit of possession at 11 v 11 without really creating too much uh, chances wise and um, yeah to key moment in that game with the red card so hopefully uh, we won't be too, coming across that situation on Friday we can have the full complement on the pitch Bohemians have scored the same amount of goals as Derry City but less than Dundalk St. Patrick's Athletic and Shamrock Rovers they welcome back Jonathan Afalabi from injury for that game but the former Dundee and Erdry striker has scored just twice so far this season. The 23-year-old has impressed with his work rate and general play and Cronin believes the work the coaching staff are doing with him will bear fruit soon. As a new group, uh, Stephen, things take time to evolve and mm. you know there's probably a change in the way we, we've implemented what, what, what type of football we want to play and, and a lot of that involves the centre-forward being the pinnacle of it and, 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 and the whole of play and then, and then the issues come after that go, okay, if I'm, if I'm getting involved in the whole of play so much how am I going to get into the box and, and, and that part and, and that's stuff that we've been work, working out with other centre-forwards and, and, and our advanced players and bottom line for John is that he, he wants to score more goals now part of that is on is on him as well he knows that you know he's had chances to have more goals than he has so far this season but you know as uh, as a group you know basically what we want to do is we want to create as many chances and we were speaking about it before we want to create as many chances as we can in the in the opposition's box and by doing that we need to get many bodies into the box not just John Afalabi or centre forward if they win their game in hand, Bowes would be in second place and three behind the leaders, exceeding pre-season expectations. But is European qualification the least supporters should expect from the team's current position? Um, there's still a hell of a lot of football to be played. And as you say, we have a game in hand and we have to play Rovers twice. And a lot of teams, we all have to play each other again. So, um, But after that, you're looking at there's probably six teams fighting for the remaining spots there, you know, realistically. Uh, one or two other teams below that may, might make a, a, a late surge and, and look to them if they do but you know you look at Pats recently they're in good form you know that was to an end I, I, I assume it's like ourselves we won 7 out 9 at the start of the season but the point we're at at the moment just over halfway point of the season some famous managers always say if you're in the mix at the halfway point of the season you're in a good spot to push on so I think the window is going to be really important for a lot of the squads 
uh, a lot of the clubs and, and, and we're doing our we're doing our work on that as well to try and improve ourselves but um, yeah we, we we want to do as well as we can and the best achievement for us is obviously getting into the, those European spots all of those matches on Friday night kick off at 7.45 LOI match day on Off The Ball on match day 17 in the first division there were six red cards and three in Athlone Town's win against Longford Town Jamar lets the ball beat him and he'll have him for pace he just needs France to get in there France went to the back post ball. great ball yes! and one nil at Athlone Town Brilliant by a Jamar brilliant Dave. ball by Jamar. France with a feint. He goes to run in the middle and then he goes peels to the back post. That was a 13th goal of the season for France Pierrot in that 1-0 win against Longford who finished with nine men. Ten-man Wexford beat ten-man Cove Ramblers 2-1 at Ferry Carrick Park while Bray Wanderers came from behind to draw 1-1 with ten-man Galway United. Treaty United suffered a heavy 7-0 defeat at Waterford while it was scoreless between Finn Harps and Kerry in Ballybuffet. After match day 18, Waterford striker Ronan Coughlin's tally for the season stands at 23 after he scored four in a 6-0 win away to Kerry, who are bottom and below Finn Harps. The Donegal side were also beaten 6-0 on Monday by leaders Galway United, who stayed 10 points clear of Waterford. Cove Ramblers earned a crucial three points and reclaimed fourth place with a 1-0 win at home against Longford Town. Charlie O'Brien now up against Ibrahim and still Charlie has the ball. He's under pressure from Ibrahim, but he's done well. And again, Charlie O'Brien on the ball. It's a great ball in. It's a goal for Cove Ramblers. Wilson Maweri with the header. A superb ball into the box from Charlie O'Brien, and Ramblers have the lead. My guest, Dale Holland, talks a lot about that goal scorer, Wilson Waweru, in the LOI Match Day Extra podcast, which is also out now. Wrapping up the results from Monday, there was a 3-1 home win for Athlone Town against Bray Wanderers, while Treaty United and Wexford played out a 1-1 draw at Markets Field. On match day 19 in the first division, leaders Galway United go to Wexford, who are beaten 4-0 by the leaders at Ferry Carrick Park in April. Bray Wanderers make the trip down the N11 to the RSC to play second-placed Waterford, whom they've lost five times to in the last six meetings. Cove Ramblers are looking for back-to-back wins as they travel to Treaty United, but is it a proper Munster derby? I wouldn't say that. To me, it's just another game. Like, and We want to go out and win. Some of the lads might get more geared up thinking that's it's a Munster derby, but me, myself, like I just think there's another game, to be honest. I don't think they perform to the routine that they should they should be high on the table in my opinion they have the players do it they just haven't clicked yet so it'll, it'll be a tough game they have some good players and we know that we have to be on it every week in this league to pick up points Rams midfielder Dale Holland there who wasn't entirely happy with last weekend's games they beat Longford Town but the 23 year old wanted more from the game at Ferry Carrick Park well we were all very disappointed with the result up in Wexford so felt when we went to one, one all we were going to go on to win the game and then concede it again to be honest, it was heartbreak and then Monday went out, performed well, I think, and got the win against Longford. So now just looking forward to Friday against Treaty. Hopefully get the three points there and go into the mid-season break happy. It has been quite the turnaround for the club that finished bottom of the table last season and Holland has been really motivated working on a new boss, Shane Keegan. He's very tactical and very stats-wise and he's very good at all that. Uh, for every game, we know everything about the opposition, whether it be their right back, their striker, everyone knows everything about every player that we're playing against. So that's fantastic that he can do that. And Fran Rocket coming back as well, he's one of the best coaches I've ever had anyway. So 
helped as well. There is one area of Holland's game that Keegan has been trying to improve. He's up to nine yellow cards in just 17 appearances. Shane and Fran have both been trying to calm me down on the yellow cards, but uh, so, some of them aren't yellow cards in my opinion. Some of them are just harsh, harsh yellows, but yeah, that's the thing I have to get out of my game, I suppose, but I'm a player that I do everything at a hundred miles per hour when I'm pressing someone, so going to pick up yellow cards every now and again. It's just the way it is. Holland revealed to LOI Match Day that the players met with the club's most famous supporter, Irish sporting legend Sonia O'Sullivan, who was a world champion in athletics and cross-country running and was also an Olympic silver medalist, gave an inspirational talk to the squad. I was kind of at the start of the season. She just came in and was on about the mentality behind being professional footballers or professional runners or whatever she was just giving her her insight to what she was like helped a lot to be fair the way she talked about like the way she trained and the way she treated her body and how she was in the gym I think the whole squad took it on board to be honest yeah I suppose she's she's got that gritty determination she always had uh, during her athletics career and is that something you feel you've kind of employed now yourself going into games and even as you mentioned just the fitness side of it off the pitch as well yeah, I think all the lads have, to be honest. This year, like, everyone looks fit, healthy, strong. I think that's the reason why we're getting all the results we're getting is because everyone wants to win and it's not just going out to play a game. Like, everyone wants to win a game every week we go out. So, it's helped a lot, to be fair. So, can Cove Ramblers complete an incredible season by making the playoffs at the end of the term? Definitely. The, we said at the start of the season that the, the aim was the playoffs. So, to not get the playoffs would be devastating to be honest to the whole squad because we do work so hard and it's the least that we want this season is to be in the playoffs and have that chance of going up Now the other two games on Friday night is Kerry against Athlone Town that one is at Mount Hawk Park while Longford Town welcome Finn Harps all of Friday night's games kick off at 7.45 That's it for another edition of LOI Match Day thank you for listening and if you can like and subscribe to the podcast. We do take a break next week, of course, because of the international matches. And look out for LOI Match Day Extra in your podcast feed where you can hear both of those interviews in full. Safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.